Welcome back once again, ladies and gentlemen, to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Beebs. I'm here with my co-host, Chen. Uh, we got our classic, uh, we got the bonus episode yesterday, classic Wednesday NFL Week 7 preview here today. But before we get to Week 7, uh, we want to recap a little bit of the Week 6 primetime games, kicking off with uh, Cowboys in Philly last Sunday night. Any big takeaways here? Uh, I guess big – I don't want to say big takeaways. And personally, like, the Eagles still look really good because as solid of a win as that was, people are like, well, the Cowboys were playing with back quarterback. They've still been a great team this year. They have a solid defense. To go out and say, like, this is – because I, I even see people say, like, all oh, Eagles are just winning because they have an easy schedule. And I would just have to disagree with that, like, just fundamentally. They beat the Cowboys in solid fashion this year. They beat the Vikings, who we both considered a threat for sure in, in the NFC. And so they just, like, again, I know the Cardinals are slumping, but, like, they held that offense to nothing when all the Cardinals are pretty much. they You saw the Robbie Anderson trade. Like, they're gunning for offense. This team, it scares me. And right now, in terms of, like, NFC, like, favorites, yeah, it's, like, the common pick, but it's kind of clear as day as why like their defense is solid their offense they can do whatever they want that aj brown trade was that might go down as one of the better trades i mean we've ever seen if they can just manage this contract and well, I was it a second and a fourth right i think it was a second Maybe and a fourth even if it was a first and a fourth it's like the what he's done to open up that eagles offense making Devonte smith a wide receiver too when in reality i think he could be a one for most teams yeah. And then you still have Dallas Goddard. Miles Sanders is doing his thing. And Jalen Hurts, I, I can't really – because I'm going to first go – and again, I will tip my hat. I will give my respects. You Thank called you. it low-key two weeks into the season. You're like, Jalen Hurts is – he's that guy. I mean, he looks good. And I still have my doubts. It's like, yeah, like I have nothing to take away from him. But from what I saw last year – and. Yeah, he's improved. But I'm not going to go on and be like, yeah, he's. It's clear right now he's top five quarterback in the NFL performance wise. You can't this season. You cannot take that away from him, and people got to respect that. It's plain and simple. So from the Eagles side of things, they uh, did what I think a lot of people expected them to do. From the Cowboys side of things, I don't think you can get upset. Like your defense still did what it did. I think if Dak is in there. It's a different game. I don't know how different. I still think the Eagles probably win that. But at the end of the day, I still have the same outlook for both teams. You know, the Eagles are going to be great. The Cowboys are going to be a wild card just because they're in the same division as the Eagles. And, heck, the Giants, as bad as their schedule, like strength of schedule is going forward, we might have three teams out of the NFC East, which going in this season, I would have never saw Never yeah, I, I think it, at this point, mathematically, it's becoming really hard not to see that happening. Um, Which is insane. Yeah, it, It's insane. It's called the Giants almost a playoff lock. But you see the next four or five weeks, they're going to be at nine or ten wins this year. Easily. like that, that, That's insane to me. Um, um, but, yeah, I, I do want to hear kind of your takeaway. I'm like, does the Cooper Rush situation, I mean, does that change anything about – Look, I, Cowboys right now. 
Um, I think it answers the question. I definitely was somebody who was uh, pushing the gas a little bit on the quarterback controversy, and uh, I, I'm going to stand by what I said. I think I think that he was performing really well, and he still is. I mean, he threw three picks. They lost by nine. It's not like he threw three picks. They came out and looked horrible, right? Like, For sure. you know, people play bad games, and uh, he, he was he's still, in my opinion, he's still on a great run. He just had his first bad game ever. <laughs> So um, extremely serviceable backup, even more so than that. Um, I Obviously, I think that uh, they're going to come out and start Dak. I probably do the same thing at this point. Um, but I, I will remain in the camp that says if Dak comes back and looks like he did against the Bucks week one and he struggles, um, I'm going to come back to raising the question, you know, what, what do we – well, you're going to lose by – you're going to be in the game against what we all agree is a top three team in the NFL by nine points. They're in your division. You won your four and two now, um, and that was your first loss with the other guy. I think it's worth the debate assuming Dak comes out and plays bad. If Dak elevates the offense, no question he's your guy. You're paying him the big bucks for a reason. But um, – and on the Eagles side of thing, I don't have much to add. Honestly, the Eagles, they look incredible – um, I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan right now. I think the playoff performance questions still need to be asked, but at the same time, the guy's in like his second year starting. So like, you know, oh, he lost one playoff game. Like it's not, it's not like you have like Peyton, I'm Peyton Manning-esque, like five to seven year buildup of playoff losses with Jalen Hurts. Like he just, he's only, he's, he's too young for that conversation in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I, I, Come January, I wouldn't be surprised. Eagles are the one seed. Giants are in the picture. The Cowboys are in the picture. Uh, and that doesn't leave much room for the rest of the NFC. Yeah, and as again, it's it's almost like the East and West flip flopped. Because I think going into the season, I know you weren't high on the Rams, but one could reasonably look at the Rams, 49ers, and Cardinals, and say like at least two of those teams is going to make it in the playoff picture. It's yeah. probably going to be whoever gets the division, which I would assume be the 49ers. And it's like, then it's, you got the rest of the division winners, three teams in the NFC. I think the other wild card is probably going to come from the North, as in who wins the division, Packers or Vikings. Other team gets to the wild card. Don't think I'll say this. It's going to get anything. It's I'm going to say this. Don't count out Atlanta. I'm going to. I think they have. A, I, I think they legitimately that. might have a chance to win the division. I, to go to be if Tom like it will. I'm not gonna say change my view of Tom Brady forever, but I, I, I just personally, I, I don't like. It just seems like and yeah, the record doesn't say that says that they're the same team right now, Buccaneers and Falcons. But to say a team that is literally – the Falcons are so one-dimensional. Granted, it's in the run game, which has worked this season. And I actually kind of have a theory as to why the running game is – I don't say coming back because successful teams have been able to do it. But it's been pretty much the reason, like, the top teams you look at are good at running football. And – that's due primarily to the fact that it went to like a passing league. Back in you know the two thousands, you had you'd line up your base formation is two corners, two safeties, 
Now it's like five or six DBs for most teams. Like, yeah, that, you could argue um, the Legion of that, Boom had a really big impact with their one high cover three look. Um, for sure, for sure. Just impacting teams to start to go pass heavy against them because they you weren't going to run the ball against Cam Chancellor rolling down into the box. That's a very simple yeah. way of talking about the schematics, and they were copycat league, right? So then everybody tried to switch to one high, and I think it's coming back towards a little too high look, um, which is obviously harder to pass against because you have more people back there. I mean, you look at yep. the Bills literally beat the Chiefs, dropping eight guys in coverage and signing Von Miller so they can still get a pass rush. It's the old, it's the old Giants beating the Patriots, right? If we can, if we can drop seven guys in coverage and rush four. We're going to beat Tom Brady. And that remains true for Josh Allen. That remains true for Patrick Mahomes. Defensive schemes honestly have way more of an impact on the the game you're watching than anybody realizes. And that's why why teams like the Titans have seen success. That's why teams like the Falcons are seeing success. And that's why this whole running back by committee thing is is really taking over because people have realized we don't need – it's less about the running back. It's more about the the offensive line and the scheme behind it. For sure. It's the idea of creating the misdirection, getting the defense as spread out as possible. So when you hand that ball off, you just got less guys to go through. If you're good, you look at the Falcons. I mean, last week, it was like four or five yards in a pot of dust. And they won 28-14 against the 49ers. Like, that philosophy works if you are actually getting that four and five yards every time. And so hats off to Arthur Smith on being able to develop that philosophy especially in the sense that no one looks at marcus Mariota as like yeah this guy's in danger of going for 300 yards if he goes for over 200 yards it's no one looks at ryan Tannehill that way no yeah exactly it's like so if you get that scheme figured out you get that you know system and play call like you get that running for you it, it is very tough to stop it and we really even see that with the giants because yep. daniel jones is more, I mean, you could say it's going out of the limb, but in terms of what I've seen, he's a more talented passer than Mariota and Tannehill both. And I think that's why the Giants are 5 and 1. Because Saquon Barkley is the elite running back. It doesn't matter who he's throwing to. He's, when he's hitting guys, they're wide open because at the end of the day, you just have to crash in the box. You have to try and stop Saquon, otherwise, he's going to eat you alive. So I, I think that's, that's definitely going to change, especially my picks this week. Uh, going forward, I just was, I don't want to say I had like a revelation, but it's to say, like, I remember probably five or six years ago, there's people announcing on like ESPN, Game Day Mornings, like, oh, like, we're going to see it in the next year or so, a team not won the ball. Like, it's, we're just going to, it'll be just passing completely. No, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. And it's almost swing back the other way for the successful teams it has. Yeah. So I'm very curious as the outlook for the rest of the NFL, just the way the season goes. I, you probably saw this stat. I think it was 22% in terms of like scoring. Yeah. For like fantasy football is down this year. Yeah. There's 20. There's that a is, touchdown, an, av- an on average one less touchdown a game in every game so far this year through the first six weeks of the season right, that hits compared to last game. year. Per game, like that. and it's cr- what's crazy to me about that stat is it's so noticeable as a fan. Yeah, it, it feels. I was having that. I was having that thought. I was like, man, fantasy is from a fantasy perspective, everything's all whack. But even just like the games feel less 
they, I could just feel they feel less scoring. And I saw somebody say, if you took, if you put a hundred dollars on every under so far this year, every NFL game you'd be up fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, you're you're swimming money at that point. And jeez, you I mean you brought up the Falcons being a dark horse? Like you bet the spread for the Falcons, you're under. You won every matchup this year. Yeah. So again. Is it maybe considering how I want to say high I was in the Falcons earlier in the year, but I thought they're better than I thought. Yeah, you were so high on them, and now you're down on them, and I'm high. And on I, them. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> he's a little overrated, and now I'm kind of back to after that 49ers week. I'm like, I don't even know. I, I think I'm definitely gonna have to just kind of pick by match. No, I'll take I'll take the hot take right now. They're in the playoffs. Yeah, that's. I'll say it. I can't say that with barring, barring injury. But yeah. um, dude, they're well, winning games. See. They don't even have Cordell Patterson back. They're winning games. That's the that's the thing, though. I mean, Cordell Patterson was a converted wide receiver. Yeah, he's still wearing eighty four for a reason. Um, I don't think. Not saying he doesn't do anything for them offensively. I'm just saying the scheme they're implementing this year. They don't really need him to win games. I, I think it helps them, like, if they go into passing situations or whatnot, having that versatility, sure. But they just – they are dedicated to pounding the rock. And I can respect it. I, I just didn't think it would have this much success. And so we'll see how that goes, you know, going forward. Um, because, I mean, on a different note, the Monday primetime game, Justin Herbert had the most pass attempts ever in a, in a law in, or in a win – Without throwing like a touchdown, well, I was. Did you see? Uh, did you see the? Um, I think it was DraftKings. They boosted it before the game. They said, uh, "Oh yeah, now everybody thinks like the NFL rigged." And yeah, I mean, they, dude, it's kind of a fair argument. It's a fair for, argument. for for those so of you who don't. Yeah, for those yeah, of you yeah. who don't know, the odds before the game, I believe, were like minus seventeen, not seventeen hundred. It was minus eight hundred. Minus, minus 800, 800, which is still a lot for those that are for, not in the game world. Just for Justin Herbert to throw one or more touchdowns, they boosted that to plus 100, which is basically an underdog. And so everybody threw a ton of money on it because it's like you're getting you're basically you get your money back, you get your money back, and a little bit more. You see, yep. double your money if he throws a touchdown. And uh, then sure enough, he doesn't throw a single touchdown for the first time in like I think he's like. It's the second time in his entire career. Besides his first career start, it never it's happened. So, it's it, it so fishy, bro. Through 36 straight games. So, so fishy. Very bizarre. Very uh, Now we're all going to look weird at Goodell and the NFL reps and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I took the under in that game. I took the under in every single Broncos game. They're not going to score, and they're going to not have a bunch of points scored on them. So, yeah. Um, I'll ask you this question: Did the uh, so you took the Broncos in this game, um, and this ended up putting me up for the week? But uh, was the offense cooking a little bit more? Were you starting to starting to season the ramen noodles a little bit, or was it more of the same for you? In the first quarter, <laughs> they had one nice drive. And then Russell Wilson decided to just put his helmet on backwards the rest of the game. I, I'm not really sure how you can go through. I'm, and again, I'd have to fact check it. 
But I, I know for like he started like ten of ten. He did, and he finished the game like fourteen of twenty-eight. <laughs> Are you telling? You're telling me you went four of eighteen the rest of the way through basically four more quarters because overtime went to the last like two and a half minutes. That's not only unexcusable for any NFL quarterback, for a dude you traded for, pretty much transformed your offense and paid all this money to, and he gives you one good drive, pretty much a game. Like, I and I, I think I might even said it last week. I was like, if they don't do anything against the Chargers, snow pick like, list. I'm not, I'm not picking <laughs> them ever again. And that that because I had hope. And it just went back to the same old crap. And, and even Hackett benches Melvin Gordon. And, and now is already saying for week seven he plans on starting. I don't know where this dude, like, I, I feel like he just puts his schemes and what he's going to do in, a, like, a little, like, spin generator and then just spins the wheel before the game. And is like, we'll try this today. It's like, bro, look at who you're playing. Look at who your personnel is and utilize them. I love Latavius Murray. He's had some great games or whatever. They got him last week or so, and he was their leading touch. We're like running back. I think he might have had the most. Like, he had like 15 carries. I think Russ Wilson had 14 completions. Like He actually got the most touches, and I'm pretty sure I saw him in London on the Saints like two weeks ago. Like, like that is so beyond just like bad coaching. It, it like really questions me. How do they go through this hiring process? Like, do you just, well, he was the Packers OC. They got Aaron Rodgers from Florida. Packers are a good team. We'll take them. But, like, there there has to be more to the process than this because, like, I just – I've seen nothing, nothing at all inspirational about Broncos. I was hoping I'd see something other than the first drive on Monday night, and I didn't. In a division game that, again, I – they they kind of like needed like yeah the Chargers kind of needed it too but the Broncos expectations for this year were pretty astronomical given what they really are and honestly their defense is like really good like it's such a waste of like a really talented defense that I don't know man that's really all I gotta say on, on the matter is like good for the Chargers still not like complete they seem like the same team over here where there's like middle of the pack AFC I don't really know how that keeps happening, considering their roster. I feel like it's better here, but that's probably a coaching issue as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I would love to hear your thoughts on the situation. I feel like they're probably similar. It's just that the, in the matter of, like, Russell Wilson, I hate to say he's just bad. I don't know what happened, but he's actually bad at football. I think – I, I'll I, honestly, my take is this: is I already wrote off the Broncos prior to this week. Check the receipts. I literally said I won't be picking this team again unless they're playing the Texans, especially when they're in, playing in the division um, with the Chargers. Like uh, the game was way closer than I thought it would be because that defense is good. The defense is really good. Pat Sertan is really good, uh, and it's not just him. And, and the offense, I, I don't understand it. I really don't. They lost their best player. Javonta Williams is out for the year, but it's just like, look, I know in the Seahawks were bad on offense last year too. So it makes you really start to question like, man, did this guy really just fleece $37 million a year from, uh, from the Broncos to just not even be their quarterback in two years? Like it's a genuine question. 
But I, I think Hackett is more of a problem. I, you alluded to it. I think he's more of a problem than Russ, in my opinion. I think it's actually the core. I think he's he's just not fit to be a head coach. I think it's the bottom line. Right. He's not fit to be a head coach. Uh, I think he's, some guys are better to play caller. And I've said this. As for the Chargers, uh, gritty win. These are the games that Chargers in the past usually don't. They find a way to lose, um, especially in the division. So good for them to, to just find a way to win. I know they got lucky with a muff punt, whatever you want to say. But um, – Look, rules are rules. That, that was the right no call. I know there was some debate over that, but uh, he hit his own yeah. teammate. That's on the teammate for trying to block the guy right in front of him. But, yep. um, yeah, shout out Dustin Hopkins. Like, yeah, bro. On, four, half, four, a, on a half leg, literally falling Good over when he's kicking this thing. I mean, shout out Dustin Hopkins for, for a career performance um, and a W. But uh, yeah. – I, I, it was a fun that, game to watch. I'll say this. That was the most entertaining um, Broncos game, primetime game to watch. That yeah, wasn't because it wasn't part. because of the Broncos. <laughs> but um, I, I just like watching Justin Herbert play. I like watching the Chargers. Um, and I did have a lot of fantasy game matchups riding on on that night. So I was I was obviously locked in. But yeah, I don't have much more to add. Um, if you want to go, we, we can go to Fantasy Frenzy if you want. Yeah, no, we can definitely move on. Yeah. Uh, but the last so, thing I got to say is Dustin Hopkins is that guy, man. You put on – if you have a pulled hammy in either leg as a kicker, like, that makes it more difficult. Your kicking leg stinks. Your planning leg stinks. Like, it's going to affect – in fact, he hit a clutch kick and he went four for four on the night. Tip the hat because now he's, like, he's out for the next couple weeks. Yeah, and he's gonna let that thing heal up. So, Dustin Hopkins, legend, but you're gonna be missed definitely for the Chargers, who have had historically bad special teams for a long time. That's well said. Um, all right. Well, you know what? I'll save that. I'll re- we'll do a quick recap of last week's fantasy frenzy. Um, final results. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, I was down by four going into Monday Night Football, and you still had Austin Eckler, and I had nobody left. Um, Asterisk on the week, I did take Jonathan Taylor. I got a zero on my squad. So that that hurt because I scored 130 still without him, which is a solid day. Um, but you ended up taking a win. You're on a two-game win streak. You had 162. I had 133. That brings the overall total. Oops. That brings the overall total to uh, I still have 474, and you have 464. So I still have a 10-point lead, um, but you have one more win, and you have definitely closed that gap from the 80-point uh, lead that it once was. Um, and then I'll do a quick read-off of the names from last week that we cannot pick. So Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Ramondre Stevenson, Austin Eckler, Diggs, Hollywood Brown, Cup, Tyreek Hill, Ertz, Andrews, Kelsey, Mike Evans, McPherson, Graham Gano, the Bucks, and Rams defenses. Noted. So with that being said, I once again do have the first pick. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and grab the, I believe he's RB2 right now. But uh, I'm going to grab Saquon. I think yeah. that, uh, he's been rolling. I for, who do they, They've got a nice matchup against the uh, – Charge or Jaguars, not Chargers. Chargers this week, and uh, yeah, I, I don't have much explanation for this pick. I think it's pretty obvious why I like it. Oh yeah, no, and he was definitely on my radar, and uh, that doesn't really 
make things crazy for me. I still want to get my skill positions out of the way. Um, and, yeah, that's leaning towards either running back or receiver. I will go with receiver right off the bat because I honestly think he's probably on your list. And uh, that's Jamar Chase. I uh, think at the end of the day, we saw last week, he's on the up in terms of his production. Uh, they're not using him as that stupid decoy idea anymore. <laughs> and hopefully, even if the yeah. play calling is still bland, he still gets the volume and ultimately the yards is touchdowns, which is all I care about. So I'm going to go with Jamar Chase as my wide receiver one, get that knocked out. All right. I'm very interested to see what position I want to go here. Um, hmm. I'm thinking between running back and receiver here. Obviously, Tyreek is off the board, but he's had a good string of weeks here. And uh, I believe Tua's on the comeback this year, this week. Uh, so this might be a little bit early. It might be a little bit of risk, but my wide receiver one for the week is actually Jalen Waddle. Um, he's got the connection with Tua longer than Tyreek does, and I think that that's going to mean something. And Waddle was putting up numbers until Tua went out. Um so I think his floor his floor is obviously low, but I don't think it's that low. And I think his ceiling is obviously – he's always been a big boom-bust player, and uh, I'll take the risk. They have a favorable matchup as well against the um, Steelers secondary, which is very hindered right now. For sure, for sure. And that's a solid pick. Yeah, because Waddle, he's honestly, he's on that level, Tyreek Hill. Like, he booms. It's it's a lot of points. I, I'm going to go for some consistency, consistency here. I do think Jamar Chase is uh, as consistent as he can be. Like, he'll get points. Definitely more of a boom guy. At the end of the day, Derrick Henry always gets his touches. I'm going to lock him in as my running back one. Um, that definitely means I'm probably going to have to – Look for somebody more of a boom candidate for my RB2. But at the end of the day, he's good for probably like 15 points baseline. I mean, that's just that's who Derrick Henry is. He, if he doesn't get involved in the passing game. So that's mm-hmm. my selection. Um, all right, I'm going to grab my wide receiver two here. He's got a great matchup. I was hoping he'd slide. I probably should have taken him before Waddle because there's a greater chance he would have taken this guy instead of Waddle. But Live and learn. Um, the Niners play the Chiefs this week. They've been giving up a lot of points to wide receivers. They got shredded by Diggs um, and you somebody like else. I'm going to grab Debo. Yeah. Um, I'm going to grab the wide receiver one. And he's he, he is due. He had a great game against the Broncos. Was that the Broncos? It was. It, was, it might have been the Rams, actually. It might have been the Rams. Um, George Ramsey had a great day. Last week was definitely quieter. It, he was quieter, and Ayuk blew up last week. And that's why I think the Debo's do here and uh favorable matchup against that Chief secondary, which means they're probably gonna be playing from behind again. Um or at least in a in a shootout. For sure. The 49ers will need to throw, and that'll definitely impact some of my picks going forward. Um but I would like to knock out my RB2 here. And this is a it's really funny bring so. Oh, I mean, granted, it's not on the show, but before the show, we were talking about, you know, fancy frenzy. I mean, when are we really going to pick Thursday night, guys? 
But due to the fact, and I'm not going with the Cardinals. I learned my lesson. Nobody's getting taken from the Cardinals. They're not even on my draft board at all. Probably for the rest of the year. (laughs) But uh, in terms of tomorrow night, uh, from what I've already seen, I believe the Saints have, like, it's Michael Thomas is out, Jarvis Landry's out, Troutman's out. Like, they're they're already hampered. Kamara's still available. And so, in terms of volume, he's a dude that, given the touches and the fact they don't really have a choice but to just feed him, like I mentioned, Latavius Murray is over with the Broncos now. I'm going to go with Alan Kamara as my running back, running back two. And I think that's a dynamic duo and you know, one-two punch with Derek Henry and Kamara. So we'll lock out the running backs for now. Um, but I am curious as to who you are taking next with your uh, selection here. Let me double check here. So I've got two wideouts. Yeah, um, wide you're locked you in at running back. Run. I'm going to grab my RB2 just because you could grab him for your flex, and he's my favorite play of the week, actually. Uh, the Raiders play – the Texans and Josh Jacobs right now is the RB seven. I believe he was top five before the bye week. Um, and the Texans are the 32nd ranked team against fantasy running backs. I think this is a no brainer. Uh, he's been getting touches. They're going to blow him out in my opinion, which is going to lead to more touches. So I'm going to grab Josh Jacobs. I don't even need to explain it more other than just incredible matchup. And he's been really solid all year. Wow. And, and yeah, to be frank, I mean, when you started that off, I heard Texans, I thought you were going Damian Pierce. But wow. that's, that is, in terms of game flow, a very solid pick. And uh, man, you know, I hate being that guy, but I also love being that guy. And uh, I'm going to piggyback on this. I don't even know what that means. That's again, just saying nonsense that means nothing. Um, they're going to get out like we both, you know, are agreeing to, to a solid lead. How they get there, I haven't seen any disciplinary action for uh, Devontae Adams. <laughs> and uh, kind of like that idea of uh, him and Jamar Chase. I could see both of these guys going for over 20 points. Granted, I'm really banking that Devontae gets that for like the first half because I think second half, is going to be Josh Jacobs' half. Really time to shine. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to roll with Devontae, even uh, with all the turmoil and whatnot going on. And we're going to lock out the receivers here. It's a solid pick. That's a solid pick. So I'm torn between – I don't like a lot of wide receiver matchups this week to play a third one at flex. Um, however, I'm torn between two more guys. Um, one's a running back, one's a wide receiver for my flex spot. And I don't know what's, which one I'm going to take, so I'm just going to take a different position and continue to think about it as this goes on. With that being said, I'm going to grab my quarterback here, and I'm going to grab Justin Herbert. Uh, he's home against the Seahawks. They're the 23rd-ranked defense against the, uh, against the pass, and uh, I think it's a solid pick. I think he's due for a couple touchdowns after not throwing one last week. So... I think yeah, that offense has been rolling. Eckler's been unlocked. They're close to getting Keenan Allen back. I don't know if he's back for sure yet, but regardless, they've been rolling, and I'm confident. Um, so I'm going to grab Herbert. 
can't argue with that. Uh, again, like when we say guys are due, especially after last week, he, he's due. I, I could see three or four touchdowns from him. Um, so I guess in that sense, I mean, I was already leaning towards who I was going to fill up my flex with. It's just a matter of if I want to go running back or receiver. It's a, and that, that's, you know, as dumb as that's, I mean, listen, last week it was two tight ends. So, if you're like, well, who else is going to be running back receiver? I could pull a tight end, you know that. Um, but this week it's going to be a wide receiver. And, again, we're just going to keep going with this theme of they're due. CeeDee Lamb is due for a big game. I understand that may or may not try not back this week. And this honestly might be a pick I might have wished I used next week when Dak is back and they're throwing more. But ultimately, like, Cooper Rush had probably the worst start of his career, and they still kept it close. I think it's – that's my bottom line thing is Cooper Rush should bounce back. CD Lamb is going to keep getting his touches. And I think it's a solid flex pick. Um there's definitely some other names I was considering. That's for sure. I know you still got your flex. So I'm not gonna say them yet, but I'm gonna grab. To I'm gonna grab my flex here just because I think you've made this decision for me. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna play it safe. I'm gonna go with a guy I know is gonna get touches here. And uh, you talk about being due. Um, the Bucks had a really bad loss the last week, and if I know Brady, uh, he's gonna come out and uh, he's gonna run the ball a lot to uh, take control of the game mm. when they need mm. a win. And uh, that means that Leonard Fournette is going to have a good game. He has a very favorable matchup against – let me find it again because I had it written down and now I can't find it uh, – Carolina, <laughs> the 25th-ranked defense against the run and a terrible team, so it's going to be a blowout and they're not going to be throwing very much. So maybe not a blowout, but you get my point. Uh, they're going to be up and they're going to be running the ball. So I'm going to grab Leonard Fournette here. I think this is the safe play rather. And I'll tell you later who I was looking at here. It was a wide receiver. But, um, yeah, I think it's the safe play. Was the receiver potentially Amon Ross St. Brown? No, it actually it wasn't. It was you gonna, uh, I was oh, you're locked out. Or CD, and I was like, maybe I go David. It was, um, I guess, I guess I didn't realize you have, you're locked out at your wide receivers and flex. It was Michael Pittman. Um, cause he, oh, yeah. he blew up last week and then they're playing the Titans this week who are 31st against receivers. Right. Yeah. Their corners are so bad. So yeah, that, yeah that's a very intriguing option. And honestly, it was not on my radar for this week. Um, but then, yeah, so now I got to really think here. Do I lock out my quarterback or go tight end? My thing is with tight end, I, we used a lot of good ones last week. So like, anyway, this is going to be a toss up. Um, and uh, I, I think for the sake of yes, kills was kind of back on track last week. I'm also hoping he gets just more touches than Debo because that means I'll probably do better off on the week. <laughs> gonna go with George Kills, my tight end. And All right, it's listen. Can, Considering last week was really the only good week I feel like he's had all year, it's definitely not my most confident choice of the week. But that's kind of what Fantasy Friends is all about. I feel like I've had some pretty you know high ceiling players in my lineup, so we'll go with George Kittle here. All right, that's um, 
interesting pick. I have to agree for the same reason I took Debo. I think it's a safe pick. I think he's finally getting used and he's healthy. So I think that's a solid pick. Because you grabbed your tight end, I have no reason to. So I know I'm notorious for taking my tight end last at this point. But uh, I'm going to grab my defense. And uh, the commanders are in a weird spot at the quarterback position this week. I believe they're starting good old trusty Taylor Heineke, who is going to be rusty and playing a very solid Packers secondary. So despite the woes, I'm going to go on a limb for my team, and I'm going to take the Packers defense. Um, because they are playing a backup quarterback. And I know that this has been the year of backup quarterbacks, and I could regret this, especially because the Packers are a terrible football team. But oh. I'll take the Packers defense. Yeah, that's a pick. And I'm going to keep my quarterback pick sweet because kind of slipped my mind, but I'm glad this guy's still on the board. I mean, due to a heavy bye week, Josh Allen's not available. Jalen Hurts. I took Kyler last week, which isn't really that good of an option right now. But Lamar Jackson is still on the board. So I'm going to lock him in. Um, he could be due for a multi-touchdown performance this week. And I don't know what It's Lamar Jackson. Like, that's that's as solid as it comes in terms of fantasy quarterbacks. That's a pretty solid pick. Um, as for my kicker, because I'm taking tight end last, um, so I'm going to grab my <laughs> kicker. Uh, I'm going to grab Daniel Carlson. He's playing Houston. I think they're either going to score a lot or get stopped in the red zone a lot. So I think that's a safe play here. I think Houston actually is like 29th against kickers this year. So always look for the green. Always look for the green. Kicker's kind of my favorite position to pick for this because it's such a – like I feel like there's skill involved, but I know there's not. So um, I'll take Daniel Carlson. Um, This between him and Tucker. But Carlson's technically got the better matchup. Yeah, and uh, no, that's – I like my guy, Daniel Carlson. He's a good kicker. He's kind of up there like Graham, you know, running into the world. Uh, defensively, it's going to go with the easy selection. I mean, you alluded to it with Leonard Fournette. Panthers stink, man. Bucks, Bucks was picked <laughs> it, last week. It was picked last yeah. week. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. So that means I'll have to go to my backup defense, which will be the Denver Broncos. Oh. Just Due, okay. due to the fact they are – that's really the reason they're not, like, 0-6. That's, that's cool. a fair assessment. If we're being quite honest. I mean, that I don't know exactly who they play this week. I just know it's a solid defense. They're not going to do me any wrong. Um, Buccaneers, I was happy, you know, hopeful for the matchup, but obviously they were used last week. So we'll go with the Broncos, and uh, I'll think about my kicker while you uh, – Dissect who your tight end is going to be for this week. Yeah, you shouldn't be that surprised. This is my third week in a row doing something like this. Um, ironically enough, the Seattle Seahawks are ranked 32nd against tight ends this year, which means that Gerald Everett, with the hookup mm-hmm. with Justin Herbert, three weeks in a row running the hookup, which actually hasn't mm-hmm. gone well for me because I'm 0-2 so far, but that means that Justin Herbert and Gerald Everett are going to have a great day. And uh, I'm gonna since Kelsey Andrews and Hig well Higby's available, but I, I don't. I'm mad at him for one point last week. He burned me um, in my other leagues. So I'm gonna grab Gerald Everett. Solid selection, considering uh, Everett was on the Rams for a decent amount of time. So he's definitely got that uh, familiarity going against the Seahawks, and uh, 
just to wrap up our fantasy frenzy, I'll just take Justin Tucker. And All right. That's, uh, you know, give me at least by six points. And if I'm already banking on Lamar having a field day, Justin Tucker should get some solid points too. And yeah, that's really my justification for that selection. But I think we actually got some uh, interesting plays this week for sure. I oh, think, uh... for sure. <laughs> um, and for those of you who don't remember, obviously, like our picks are skewed by who we took last week. So any player that was taken, we can't take any of these guys next week. We can't take any of the guys we picked in week five. So. Um, and for those of you asking questions, the reason the point totals are so low is because we didn't start till week four. So uh, we're not yeah. that we're not that bad. But um, yeah, with that being said, um, I kind of want to run you through a little more better or worse gauntlet. Agreed. I'm really enjoying this game. Uh, yeah, this is this is a fun, fun game. Um, I'm gonna kick it. Off. I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off for you. All right, I- I'm gonna go better or worse for Romeo Dobbs. You might be surprised at how uh, – I guess, Spencer, you, I, I, everything really depends, you know, who the names are. So, yeah, I'll listen, but not as optimistic as I think you believe I am. All right. All right. Christian Watson. Jeez. I, I mean, it stinks to say it, but if we're just speaking objectively, I know Watson was drafted higher. Dobbs has definitely been the better receiver this year. Okay. Okay. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. I I would much rather have him on our team right now than Dobbs. Okay. Okay. Um, let me think about the best word. Chase Claypool. Oh. Yeah. Just do the fact like I've seen him perform. He's six four. He's just not in a good scheme right now, especially with his two been playing. I would definitely rather have Chase Claypool lining up out there instead of Dobbs. All right. All things considered, Robbie Anderson. If we played, oh jeez, <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> you did, you did, in the sense that, yeah, I mean, if like we got him on a roster at the same time the Cardinals did, and like we're playing Sunday, he's just not, like he's had a thousand yard season to his name. Really? As as bad as, like, I don't, like, he was able to make it work with the Jets. He got a 1,000-yard year with the Panthers. Didn't look great last year, and obviously the season is at turmoil. But he's a big dude, and he's fast. I just, I see more explosiveness out of him. Like, his bottom line is, like, as consistent as Dobbs is, I feel like, like, catching the ball in terms of, like, the young guys and receivers we've got. I don't want to say he kind of lacks a bit of the explosiveness um, in terms of some of these other guys that are being brought up. So as tough as it is to say, it's not like I'm a fan of Robbie Anderson. It's just like as a fan of who I'd like to see Rodgers throwing to, I think Robbie Anderson would do more for our team. Interesting. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm not that high on Romeo Dobbs. I think he's overperforming due to being a fourth-round pick, but – all right, two, two or two or three more. Uh, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. Interesting. Not even the okay. fact that he's able to make it work with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, and again, Dobbs is Rogers, and they can't really get on the page, same page every week. Myers for sure. Adam Thielen. 
Thielen, not even close. All right. Last one, we're going to go um, Hunter Renfro. Oof. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man. Because physically, Romeo Dobbs is more gifted. But, again, like, we've seen Renfro be better. We've seen Renfro prove it. He's going to be kind of like a mini Edelman. And ultimately, I feel like what we could really use right now down yeah, in Green Bay. Yeah, you were right. You're not as high on Romeo Dobbs as I thought you were. Yeah, I'm I'm – like honestly, looking forward to Sammy Watkins get back, and that—that's saying something. Jeez, oh, uh, like he—I yeah, saw him honestly show the most flash against the Bears than anybody has for us, receiving wise all year. And so it's like, with that level of optimism, it, the bar is low. And again, it, I'm not saying like in a year or two down the line, like Dobbs is not like he was probably gonna be a fine NFL player. The fact that he's a fourth rounder, he's getting yeah. time. It's just like. I remember Devontae Adams' first season. I thought he was crap because he kept, like, dropping the ball and whatever. Like, But it's like, well, they're a rookie receiver. Like, they got growing pains and whatnot. So I'm not, like, writing him off. It's just, like, if we're talking, like, this season, like, guys I'd rather have, like, just better or worse. Yeah, he's a lot lower than I think probably a lot of people. that People are looking probably sideways with some of the Robbie Anderson takes and whatnot. But, like, Rodgers doesn't throw to him when he's wide open as is. I mean, you saw it in London. And so, like that trust isn't there it's it's clearly just got to be an experience issue um that's but, a solid take yeah yeah and I, i'm gonna be as realistic as possible you know if i was just a bias packers fan i would just go robbie anderson or sorry romeo dobbs every single uh right of the way but now i'm i'm here i like this uh rookie kind of you know page run I will run you back with let's let's go with Damian Pierce. Oh boy. Right? I am very let's high go on with, Damian Pierce. All right. Better or worse, David Montgomery. Damian Pierce. Okay. Okay. Montgomery struggled this year, surprisingly. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he definitely has. Um so far this year, better or worse, James Robinson. Oh, man, right now, Damian Pierce, I think Robinson came out hot and ETN's kind of taking over the backfield slowly as the year goes on. So I'll go Damian Pierce because he's going to be – he's bell cow. Um, And he's their their guy for sure, which to me um, speaks. Yeah, that's that's definitely a uh, solid way to put it. Um, Let's go with – we'll go Damian Pierce and Ramondre Stevenson. Pierce, Pierce has won that backfield. Like, like if Damian Harris didn't get hurt, we wouldn't be talking about Stevenson at all. Like, Steve, to me, Stevenson is a product of the Patriots, and Pierce is a product of Damian Pierce being good. If that makes sense, fair, very fair. Because uh, we like this. This conversation wouldn't even be the. I, I actually really like Stevenson. I think he could be their bell call back. I think he's proven that. But they're not going to let him do that. Uh, and Damian Harris, Damian Harris is solid, and so. I, I don't know. There's a little bit to Stevenson's success that to me screams a little Jonas Gray-esque, but that's just mm. No, I mean, given the Patriots history, I mean, they can kind of utilize any running back, it seems like, especially in that Bill Belichick system. Um, I got two more names for okay. Damian Pierce. First one, A.J. Dillon. Pierce. Dillon yeah. looks horrible this year. He looks horrible. 
I would say he looked horrible last week, but I feel like the beginning of the year he was like four or five yards cut. Again, though, you're asking about an RB2, and Pierce, I know the Texans are bad, but Pierce could be an RB1 in a, probably over half the league. A couple teams, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's a solid point. Um, yeah, I guess just for my uh, for my knowledge, they, they go head-to-head on Sunday. Damian Pierce, Josh Jacobs. I mean, how high are you on Damian Pierce? Uh, we put him in like that top 15 already running back, you know, group. Or you still think he's below that level? I'm not sure either way. I'll go really Jacobs. Fantasy-wise, I'd go Pierce. Uh, actually, that's – I mean, I took Jacobs for fantasy frenzy over him. But For the, for the matchup, though. You know yeah, I mean? I, I, I'll yeah. go – how lean Jacobs right now, but man, that's close. It's like that's close. Like, yeah. Because Jacobs <laughs> Jacobs finds success in being the second choice. It's a pass first team, and he finds success in you know taking advantage of defenses that are running or preparing for the pass because Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. Pierce is like, oh yeah, we got Davis Mills and 30-year-old Brandon Cooks, we're going to give it to this 22-year-old guy, and he's still going to get 100 yards. So uh, I think what Pierce is doing is honestly more impressive, but I'll go Jacobs because he's more established. Fair. He's a fourth-year starter, third or fourth-year starter. So Yeah, and he's been consistent. Well, that's good to know because, yeah, ultimately – and, again, I I think Pierce, his rankings is going to keep climbing as the season goes on. I mean, we – we could very well use drafted a lot higher, considering I think I'm pretty sure Arian Foster was undrafted. But we might want to see one of those like, just oh crap! Now this guy is a staple of fantasy. You know, he's he's gonna be a top ten pick next year if the yeah. season plays out. You know, in his favor and the way it has so yeah. far. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised you didn't. I'm surprised you didn't ask me about Brees Hall and Ken Walker. Uh, I knew you would say Damian Pierce over Kenny Walker, just due to the facts. I figure just because Kenny Walker's only played a game or so, and I, I mean, really yeah, big. that's I probably would have said that, but I will say like Ken Walker looks really good. Oh, he does. And like like all Brees Hall. Brees Hall looks really good. Like um, all three of those guys, I feel like can be interchangeable. That's why I was like, I kind of know where their value is, so I didn't. I guess want to. I mean, if you had to rank them one through three, what would like off the top of your head be? Okay, right rank now? them based on what, like who I would Just rather overall, have, like, like like if I was like, a I think GM. Play this season. Like play this season, I got Pierce Hall and Kenny Walker. I'd go Hall, Pierce Walker. Okay, then that's yeah, that's fair. I just think because Pierce has just helped, literally helped. However, draw. I want I do want to get this out there though. By week eighteen, it might be Walker on top because yeah, I don't think. Because I don't think that Rashad Penny may ever play another snap again for the Seahawks. I think that they found their guy. He's going to be their guy for the next however you know however long his lifespan is. And they're solid there. Now they're going to go build. They're going to build around him. No, um, that's and I, I think that's probably the case for the yeah. It's it's the case for all yeah. the other guys too. But I just think Walker is. He's, he stands out to me as the best runner of them all. Uh, he's the funnest to watch for sure. I think Pierce is a little more, you know, put your shoulder down, power guy, um, and a strong runner, and Hall somewhere in the middle, just a playmaker. But, right. um, yeah, it's it's crazy how this was supposed to be such a strong wide receiver class, and now we're sitting here talking about the three running backs being the best three. 
but yeah we alluded to it earlier on the show like it's it's becoming more of a running league than i initially would have ever thought and yeah. it's definitely bringing back that way um so no, i think that's very good gauge on uh where Damian Pierce kind of made, ranks among the NFL in terms of running backs. Um, yeah. I don't know if you had any more for this exercise with names or whatnot. But I, I don't. I don't, but I'll say this. Send in suggestions. Uh, reach out, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, DM us. Uh, oh, if you yeah. want to hear us do better or worse um, for somebody you like, a guy you don't like, something like that. So uh, we're all open ears. We'll definitely do it. But, yeah, sure. if you're good to move towards week seven predictions, I am. Yeah, I think there's definitely some matchups that uh, need to be covered. We got some all right some of the best teams on by this week, but yeah, we'll, starting we'll off over. starting off Saints Cardinals uh, tomorrow night Thursday Thursday night football. Um, I hope we get more than one touchdown for the first time in three weeks. But um, <laughs> who you got? Cardinals only due to the fact of injury. I, I literally changed this pick like two hours ago. Uh, I was going <laughs> with the Saints for sure. And then I saw the laundry list of just guys that weren't going to be suiting up for them. Would still not be shocked. Cardinals blow it. But then at that point, like Kingsbury needs to be on the hot seat, like immediately after this game. Like I would, I'm talking like he needs to be out before the season concludes. If they are two and five to begin this season. That's very fair. Uh, There is a laundry list of reasons not to pick the Cardinals in this game. Starting with, uh, Early access, Modern Warfare 2 is is live, no, I think, uh, tomorrow or something. I, I, uh, but <laughs> but I am taking the Cardinals. Team. I am taking the Cardinals because Dalton is out. And uh, mm. I don't even know for sure if Jameis is playing. So that leaves Taysom Hill? up last week. And I would assume he probably like tries to play this week. I just don't think he's going to be 100%. And uh, yeah. the other injuries, like it's not going to help him that he doesn't have Mike Thomas. He doesn't have Chris Olave. He doesn't, he doesn't have anybody. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals just based off of that. But I do agree. I've been talking about – I've been I've been slamming Cliff Kingsbury all, all year. If this, is, if this goes south, uh, we might have a Matt Rule situation here. Like get him out, get him out now. But – I hope yeah. they do because it would be best for their franchise. But um, both taking the Cardinals. That leaves us first First, well, into the noon games then. Uh, Browns at Ravens. Ravens. I mean, it's at Baltimore. It, it's very tough, especially what happened last week for me to take the Browns with any sort of confidence. And even fantasy frenzy, I'm really expecting the Ravens to have a big day. So. I uh, I saw something this week. I kind of put into perspective the Browns for me right now. I feel like we were at least I definitely have been overrating them. They're two and four with wins against the Texans and the Panthers. Yeah, that's as uh, basic as it gets. So how good really is this team? Because they just got rolled by the Patriots, and uh, I, I just don't think they're very good. I got to be honest. I think they're a lot worse than people are. People are realizing maybe I'm just behind the eight ball, but yeah. With that being said, I'm, go- I'm going Ravens. They they need this win, and uh, it's at home. So, yeah, gotta respect that pick. Here's uh, here's another layup for you, Buccaneers at Panthers. I mean, yeah, we say layup, but Buccaneers lost to the Steelers last week. That's fair, but 
I'm still picking the. <laughs> I know you're still taking the Buccaneers. So I was, yeah. If there's an upset I'm picking, it's not going to come from a team I think is the worst in the NFL right now. So yeah, we're going to stick with the Buccaneers. And yeah, I don't see Brady losing two, you know, two games like this in a row. I just don't. See I that. don't either. I'm rolling with the Bucks. How about Falcons in Cincinnati? This is your team. I know. I, I could totally just be the Falcons guy here, but I'm not. I still like. And honestly, if they go into Cincinnati and beat the Bengals, I'm just gonna have to look at this team differently. Plain and simple. After being the 49ers and then they move on and beat the Bengals, I will have to reassess how I value the Falcons. But I like how Joe Burrow performed last week. I think there's even some added pressure coming kind of back to his hometown, if you will, with Jamar Chase. So I think the Bengals win this one pretty steadily. Um, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Uh, as previously stated, I am very high on the Falcons right now. I think I've made that very clear. Mm. With that being said, uh, I think since he's rolling and since he's peak is AFC champion, um, and, and that's not where I have the the Falcons might be in the playoff picture, but that's them at their best. And since he at their since since he at their best is uh, way better than that. So, yep, I'm gonna go Cincy here. Um, I'm very tempted to make this my upset pick of the week. I might even come back and switch it, but I'm. Probably seventy percent on Cincinnati, and just to reaffirm, I mean, because yeah, normally I like the disparity here, but like the Bengals, this is kind of I don't want to say a nightmare matchup for the Falcons, but just the way the Bengals play, like they could very well get out to a 14-0-21, like pretty quick, and just have some big plays in the passing game. And the yeah, Falcons throw like if they get down too much and they're resort to throwing, it's going to get ugly. So we're really kind of banking on the fact that the Falcons keep it tight right away and throughout the game. And that is something I don't want to bank on, especially like as, yeah, they've shown at times this year and especially proven to be a viable team. I just like you mentioned, it is really hard to pick against the Bengals right now, especially when they're rolling. So we'll roll with that. We'll roll with that. Yeah. Um, um... Yeah, I think that, like I said, seventy percent of the Bengals. I, I just wouldn't be shocked if the Falcons win this game. I gotta be honest. Um, I'm picking the Bengals, but I think I'm higher on them than you are, and I'm higher on this upset. But we can move on. Um, here, uh, uh, Lions at Cowboys. Dak is Dak. Uh, Dak was a full participant in practice today. Uh, he is, I believe, making his return. Pains me that I have to keep picking against the Lions. Like I, I'm <laughs> hoping they get like a, a match at home that like it's reasonable for me to do, but I just can't. I just can't. I, I gotta go with the Cowboys. Even with a bad Cooper Rush game, they were still in the game against the Eagles, who are the best team in the FC. Would be mind blowing if the Lions pulled this out in Dallas. That's just my opinion. Honestly, see, this is another one where I, I really want to do it um, because I think the off the Lions' offense rebounds here, and if the Cowboys' offense slips even a little, um, they they could win this game. But I don't. I just don't put that much. When I say Lions rebound, I say like twenty eight points at the very most because that defense oh. is. 
it, that defense is really good. And Micah Parsons is going to recap. If you get Jared Goff off his spot, it's a problem for Jared Goff. So uh, they, they're they're that good, and I wouldn't be surprised if they copycat that Patriots thing. And and the Lions' offense may have been figured out. So um, I, it pains me to see them go one and five. But uh, I got to pick with Micah Parsons. He's kind of one of my favorite favorite guys to ride the wagon with right now. No. So, doubt. Here's an interesting one. We are uh, five for five on the same page. Um, I'll, I'll take the pressure off you a little bit. I, you've gone first almost every time. So Giants, Jaguars. Um, to me, I'm going to take the Giants. Gi- this is a team. The Jaguars are a team, a, a tier of team the Giants have proven capable of beating. And if they're going to continue to prove to us that they are better than we think they are, uh, they got to win this game. And the uh, Jaguars have struggled against the run a little bit. Um. And yeah, you know what? You're right about everything. <laughs> but you know how I I need like I need an upset. And quite frankly, we've had this theme this episode of like certain players are due. Not only do I think the Jaguars are due for a win, I think the Giants are due for a loss. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I'm taking the Jaguars, there's no like analytical reason of like this team is better than the Giants right now. As you mentioned, they Hey, that's why I took that's why I took the Seahawks last week. And I mean, what it panned out. It panned out. So that's what I'm saying. I think Jags are due for a win and the Giants are due for a loss. Hoping it works. Otherwise the Giants are gonna be six and one, which is incredible at this point in the year, and the Jags will be two and five, which from what I saw earlier, especially after that route against the Chargers, I didn't expect them to be two and five. I thought they'd kind of pick up some wins. And honestly, the first two weeks, I probably would have thought they'd beat the Giants at this point. But going with the Jags, just. I think this is a solid pick, in my opinion, Um, because you have a. I think you have a team that's better than the record shows and a team that's worse than the record shows. For sure. It's it screams like could be. I'm still taking the Giants, by the way. Just to stay. Yeah. I'm (laughs) at home. So it's like, you know, going out of limb here. But All right. I have to. I have to. Going down the line again. I, I can't believe I'm going to do this. Uh, Packers in Washington against the Commanders. I, I I wanted everything in me wants to pick against the Packers. Every single ounce in me. I can't I bring. I can't bring myself to pick Taylor Heineke. If it no. were any other team, if it were the Packers, the Packers right now are capable of beating three teams in the NFL in my mind. That being the Panthers, the Texans. And commanders and the Taylor Heineke led commanders, <laughs> and, and so oh yeah, and the Bears. We own the Bears, but um, that's about it. That's as far as the list goes. Where I'm confident as a Packers fan, um, and, and if Carson Wentz was playing, I might have picked had this as my upset pick of the week, and I wouldn't. I don't even think it would have been that big of an upset pick. But mm. I gotta, I gotta go, I gotta go Packers here. Um, but again, wouldn't shock me if I'm wrong. And yeah, because uh, it's like, how many weeks are we going to do this? It's been. <laughs> yeah. Patriots was supposed to be an easy win when it went down the third string and then went overtime. We win. Should have been an easy win against the Giants. Wasn't. Should have been an easy win against the Jets. Wasn't. Should be an easy win against the Commanders. Probably won't be. But I'm just assuming we at least win the game. And if we don't, I, I might just have to just not comment on their games going forward. Like, I might actually observe the rest of the NFL 
and then just like every Packers game pick against them out of spite. Like I just Well, you could do what I I'm doing and, and just become a become a diehard fan for a team that has no chance of going to the Super Bowl even though you picked them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just become a dire like Lions fan or something. Just, I don't know what the answer is, but uh, my answer for this game is the Packers better win. And if they don't, I I will say this too. I'm tempted to take the Commanders just so if the Packers win, I'm happy, and if they lose, I have another reason to be happy. Yeah, it's a very good point. Very good argument, but yeah, I'm. I'm no, I'm still. I have. This is the. This is the last straw. Only yeah, because really, like, yeah, it literally, I if it was anybody else, even if it was the Bears, I'd be seriously considering it. But this is exactly why we said a couple weeks ago, we're like, oh, Packers are three and one. They play the Giants, Jets, and Commanders. They're going to be six and one easy. Yeah, we ate those words, but this was the. I mean, the Giants are better than everybody thinks they are, and apparently the Jets are too. So um, maybe we just suck. But, you know, maybe riding with the Packers. Here's an interesting one. You've got Derrick Henry in your fantasy frenzy lineup. Colts are going to Tennessee. Colts are really hot off of probably their best game of the year so far offensively. Um, I'm riding with Indy. I think that was pretty predictable. Um, they're my Super Bowl pick for the AFC. And uh, things started slow, but we're picking up and we're rolling. So, um, who you got? Going with uh, Tennessee, just, uh, I mean, the spite in me against your Super Bowl pick is definitely playing some uh, prevalence here. But it's also the fact that I don't think lightning strikes twice as good as Matt Ryan was last week. I don't think he does this. I think it's he's more of a dome guy. Like, Well, lightning I, strike – no, lightning strikes twice when you're taking the league by storm. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was good. Honestly, that was really good. And, and honestly, if John Taylor's back this week, which points, you know, no, he's practicing, I believe, the signs are pointing to, he probably could be. But it's a division game, and quite honestly, those, I feel like, could be a toss No, up. the Titans have dominated the Colts. Well, they've been kind of, they split the series, I think, last year. It's, it's, it's yeah, these division games, it's like, uh. <laughs> So, <clears throat> I'm going to take the Titans, but... I'm not shocked either way, you know, where this game goes. It's more of just discrepancy's sake and the fact that I've dared kind of around my fantasy team. Like, I'd love to see the Titans win, and I don't know. That's just – I'm going with I, it. I, I, a Derrick Henry field day doesn't surprise me here. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But uh, moving forward, kind of a layup here. They're my division pick, not looking good, but I did say – I expect the Raiders to be one and four with a close loss to the Chiefs, and uh, that's exactly what happened. Uh, and now they play the Texans, so I'm taking I'm this, taking Vegas here. I, I don't think you're taking the Texans. No, and we've kind of been lacking a game this year where it's like forty to you know fourteen, like big blowouts. This uh, might be the day. I, I think this might be the day. Yeah, I, really I mean. Yeah, I, I think I wouldn't give him forty, but uh, I'd I give him fourteen. I could, like, I'd give him twenty. Margin of victory, that is. Oh, margin uh, of victory. Yeah, I I think the like the, honestly, the Raiders probably get up to like thirty-five. That wouldn't shock uh, me if it's like a 35-20, or seventeen or something. Yeah, something yeah, weird. It could be but, one of those games. So. Um, look, this is a team that <laughs> should have beat the Chiefs. They had it on the ropes. 
Hup, 17 holes. Like, yeah, they, they got if they can figure out how to finish games, and this is a great team to do that against the tech, the, the Raiders. I think everybody's kind of in agreement they're better than one and four. Uh, it's just oh. a matter of it's a matter right now of playing catch up um, and trying to. They're going to have to win every game now to get back to 500 to have a chance to make the playoffs, right? Um, and uh, they they can't they can't lose a game like this. For sure. And, and like you mentioned, like Texans, like they got the games on the schedule to make those games up. Yeah. And even I saw power rankings today. Packers were at 15, Raiders were at 16. And I saw. I would, I would take the Raiders over the Packers. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's at the, least you think the Packers game. are going to be up 17 0 in the Chiefs? In what world? In a world where they play their like first half football for the entire game but i digress i i really do believe enough that. on the packers we're both taking yeah, the, raiders. the raiders the raiders should roll and honestly this should be the start of a winning streak for them all right i want to see if you have the i don't even know who's favorite in this game but i want to see if you have the guts to do it um see if you're a man of your word jets are in denver um i'm rolling with the jets I put Denver on a no-pick list way back when, and I'm sticking to it. What uh, time's the game? What time Three. is the game? Uh, yeah, I believe we're in the afternoon. It's prime later. time. I refuse. I like. I'm not considering the Broncos. It's in prime time. I refuse. Uh, but I, I think this game is closer than people think because of the Broncos' defense. Um, but I just don't. I, I I'll let you pick, and I'll, and then I'll um I'll. Say why I'm taking the Jets because I don't want to. Talk. Oh. I, I want I want you to take the Broncos. I feel like I've made that very clear. I know you do. And I feel <laughs> like I'm walking right into the stupid trap every single week. But it's like <laughs> I picked yeah. them against the Chargers, and it did make sense. And personally, I feel like the Chargers record may not show it are more capable team than the Jets. Oh, it, it like I can't even get the words out of my mouth because I I don't want to pick the Broncos, but like I know it's just like with the Falcon situation. It's like I'll, I'll kind of pick them, and then when I stop picking them, they'll start to win. So I think I, I think you need I to say it. it. I want to hear like, it. I'm not picking the Broncos again. No, I want to hear you say it. <laughs> they're on the last of like their last straw got broken in half. I used that half straw last week, and now I'm on to, like, this little, like, portion of a straw that, like, plain and simple, if they don't get it done, I'm just going to swallow it and forget about it. Like, I'm not – I will – I am putting my foot down right now on this episode, Wednesday, October 19th. If they lose to the Jets in in Colorado in their home stadium with Broncos country with like, – I'm out. They're two and five. I don't care if I miss the picks against them the rest of the year. I'm not picking this team again. But for today and for some no good reason, other than the fact like they're in home, they have that defense. I think we'll give Zach Wilson problems that it, it will stop the run the way the Packers couldn't. And uh, quite frankly, like the Broncos, like if they're not, Gonna get something going here. I just I don't know what to say. I, mean, I don't know what to say. 
picking the Broncos. I just, I just I want to hear you it. say. I just want to hear you say a common phrase that most Broncos fans will say. Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> for, for the <laughs> final time, I am not. We may not even say final time because honestly, if they win, then unfortunately, I'm gonna have to be actually considering this team the rest of the year. Okay, oh, yeah. let me explain why. Let me explain why um, I tried to bait you into taking the Broncos and successfully did so. But and why I'm high on the Jets in this game. Uh, it has nothing to do with the offense. Absolutely nothing. But the Jets defense is better than anybody realizes. Quinnen Williams might be a first team All Pro. Okay, he was unblockable yeah. against the Packers last week. And on top of that, Sauce Gardner is the rookie of the year. I don't know why I didn't pick him. Because I wanted to, but I just couldn't remember his name. So I was like, oh, I'll just take Aiden Hutchinson. He was the first guy off the board. No, it's Sauce Gardner. He is the best DB on that team. He's playing incredible. He's 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 so good. I don't even know how else to say it. He's good. The rest of the defense is solid. Uh, and when that pairs with a god-awful Broncos offense, I'm going to lean towards the Jets because as great as that Broncos defense is, I just think that if they can score 10 points, they win the game. And that's gonna that's gonna win you a lot of games if, if all you have to do is score ten points. Yeah, and quite frankly, that's kind of how I see it shaking out. I mean, in my head, I'm thinking the score, if it goes my way, is twelve ten. <laughs> that's like I'm so serious at best fifteen ten. I'm not expecting the Broncos to score a touchdown. I'm really just hoping that should have taken should have taken McMahon as for fantasy frenzy. He should be. Uh, yeah. I don't know why he's not a wagon at this point for us. Right, because Will, Zach Wilson, I mean, statistically this season hasn't really done a whole lot. Even against the Packers last week was just not the reason they won the game. Um, and I, I think the Broncos' defense would definitely give him problems. It's more of just can they stop Brees Hall. I think they're more competent in doing that than the Packers, obviously. So – that's what it comes down to is like which team is going to break above 10 points first. And you think Jets, I'm hoping Broncos. But like I said, this is we're beyond the final straw. I, I'm probably going to regret. I'm probably going to regret this the second we end this call. I'm going to be like, why did I even do that? All right, you know, we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. Yeah. Before you change. Keep the ball mind. rolling. Chiefs in San Francisco. Chiefs in San Fran. I mean, both teams are coming off a loss, and I just think for that reason, even though it's in San Fran, Niners can sometimes be stout on defense. I'm just going to – I don't think the Chiefs lose two in a row. They're not going to lose two in a row, and if the 49ers sitting at three and four is, like, literally fine given their division. So I have to agree. I just don't see the Chiefs losing two games in a row, and I don't know how healthy that – I don't know who the Niners' defense is going to get back. Uh, I'm sure they'll get Bosa back. He was a game time scratch, but like I just, I just don't see the Chiefs losing two in a row. That's the bottom line here. Um, yeah. So I'm going to take the Chiefs. Uh, Seattle playing against the Chargers in LA. I'll go first because I think you. I, I'm I'm closer to picking Seattle than you are. Uh, I'm going to go against them. Uh, they're a wagon for me at home. I love picking them. If this once again, if this was in Seattle against the middle tier team, uh, I don't think the Chargers have what it takes to go into Seattle and win. The right. Chargers, you know, I might talk myself into taking Seattle again here because the Chargers just barely snuck by the Broncos. Um, but 
I'm riding Herbert and Everett in Fantasy Frenzy. I think they're due for a big offensive performance against a mediocre defense. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I, I don't – the Seahawks are – I'm not going to say in the same ballpark as the Falcons because I do think they're probably a better team, especially the way Geno Smith is playing. But it's a matchup thing for me. And like you mentioned, I, I just think the Chargers are probably going to do their thing here. Um if it's in Seattle, I, I actually would agree with you. I would go the other way. I don't – if it's in Seattle, I'm taking the Seahawks. It's it's just a matter of I think this is going to be a close game and just do the fact it's at a neutral site. I'll roll with the more talented team. That's really all. That's fair. Uh, we have two stinkers, I believe, for Sunday and Monday night. I'm not going to lie. Um, of course. Steelers in Miami. I think two is coming back. I'm going with the Dolphins. Steelers are on a no-pick list. I don't care if they beat the Buccaneers. Uh, I'm going yeah, with the Dolphins. Um, I Dolphin figured. Dolphins. I figured. And then uh, Bears in New England. This defense, to, to me, this defense shut down uh, the high-powered Lions offense, and now the Lions are in a drought, and a, a, a drought a little bit, um, or rut. Uh, I know they had a bye and no DeAndre Swift in that game, but I think that this defense is better than people give it credit for. And I think that the – Patriots are going to go on a run here, and I, sh- I wanted to pick them last week. I talked myself out of it. I'm not doing that this week. No, yeah, Bears aren't scoring a touchdown on Monday night, plain and simple. That, that's my bold prediction. Probably not even that bold, um, just given how the Patriots perform defensively this year. Going to roll with Patriots as well. I, I'm never going to take the Bears, really, anywhere, and especially on the road going to face Bill Belichick, the way that offense looks. No. Uh, I, yeah, some of these – Honestly, given our picks, I feel like some of these were kind of like no-brainers, but we even kind of thought that last We've week. We've said that before. We have so, said that before. Yeah. Can't, can't say we've been here before. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, before we close, a quick recap of week six. Uh, I went eight and six. You went six and eight. That puts us both tied 45 wins, 49 losses on the year. This year, this week, we only have three different picks. Uh, we were similar on 11 of 14. So those three were, let me pull it back up. Those three picks were the Giants. I have the Giants, you have the Jaguars, I have the Colts, you have the Titans, I have the Jets, you have the Broncos. Other than that, we're good across the board. So very interesting um, shakeup the, here. The fact my fate for the week lies in the hands of not the Titans, but the Broncos and Jags. This has got to be the uh, diciest I'm feeling at the moment. But honestly, if I can come out doing one, you know, that's one and two, I'm all right. It's just a lot of these games I feel like we're just clear cut. And then the ones that were kind of – I almost had to make almost like unclear cut, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. Not talk- into them, um, which but, is scary because it never goes like that. It never does. Yeah, I have a feeling a lot of our picks that were similar, we're going to get burned on because that's just the way the NFL works. But season. Uh, yeah, any uh, any other closing thoughts, closing arguments, takes, closing remarks? And honestly, I'm going to make sure to do this uh, at the start of Sunday's episode, just because I don't know everyone's going to be able to tune in for this long at a time. Check us out on, like, everything. Like, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. I understand some people 
you know, this hour plus long podcast is not for everybody. I understand it is for a genuine majority of people that they have long drives, they're at work all day, need something to listen to. This is great for you. But those people that, you know, you got class all day long, you got a busy life, you're just trying to see takes on your free time. TikTok is a perfect place to go. The BB show, you look us up. I think there's probably a little dash in between. Obviously, again, we're going to have a more formal, uh, you know, advertisement, if you will, Sunday, just to get the information out there. But uh, yeah, we have yeah. Uh, short form takes up. on YouTube, short form takes on TikTok, and uh, feel free to interact with us on Twitter and Instagram as well. But yeah, uh, we'll love the feedback, and we will definitely incorporate any. Uh, questions and whatnot we'd love to get like a q a panel kind of going you know at the end of the show or whatnot that that'd be a really good addition to uh so the pb show so, have, but yeah, but have to agree so i got for tonight and uh, yeah. we got more basketball going on and yeah go bulls tonight um yeah tough draw against the heat so i'm not very confident but you never know it's the nba so. and no levine which means demar could go for 35 so um yeah. we'll, sure. we'll see um christian always fun hope you have a good one and uh we'll be in touch and um okay. yeah right. we'll be back sunday with our week seven recap um, other than that, as always have a good one guys from the bb show yeah. take it easy